Hi. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Howdy. Here we go. Hour number two of the show off and running with you on this hump day. Happy, happy hump day, everybody. Oh, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Glad you're here. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. You can text me. You can call. We had a couple of interesting, we had an interesting phone call from Mad Tiger. He was telling me that about Jackson State getting a new offensive coordinator in football and that that is, is going to have an air raid link to it. And that might then explain why there was a visit yesterday that popped up on Twitter. Mike Leach and uh, Coach Deion Sanders from Jackson State posing together for a picture and uh, a tweet there about visiting each other. And I didn't know any of that until Mad Tiger called in and told me. Uh, and then he called back and told Bill the name. The, the, the information wasn't updated on the Jackson State football website, or at least that I could see. And so Mad Tiger came back and gave me the name. And it was also texted to me on the country pleasing text line from Miko. So let me give you that info because it's something that we all need to be aware of. It's all something that we need to uh, get ready for. Thank you, JSU Sonic Boom. The new offensive coordinator at Jackson State and hat tip to Mad Tiger is Brett Bartoloni. I don't think it's Bartolone. I think it's Bartoloni. Brett Bartoloni. Now, he has a direct tie to Mike Leach. I'll tell you what that is. Come on. Uh, Brett Bartoloni worked as an offensive analyst at Nevada. Nevada. The last two seasons has been hired as Deion Sanders' offensive coordinator at Jackson State for this upcoming season. He played receiver for Mike Leach at Washington State. Now, see that right? Yeah. Played for him. There's another tie in there, too, that kind of works its way back to the air raid and back over to Mike Leach for this guy, too, Brett Bartoloni joined um, Nevada staff in 2020 where he coached under Jay Norvell and with offensive coordinator Matt Mummy. Does that does that ring a bell? Big finish. Here we go. Yeah, so not only did New offensive coordinator Jackson State play in the air raid. He was a receiver at Washington State for Mike Leach in 2012 when he caught 53 passes for 435 yards and four touchdowns as a freshman before injuries kind of sent his career in a different path. He went the coaching route. But then he went to Nevada recently, a couple of years ago. At the time, Jay Norvell was Nevada's head coach. And at the time, offensive coordinator at Nevada was Matt Mummy, the son of Hal Mummy, who... We can obviously tie back in there to the air raid system. So now uh, Matt Mummy is now at Colorado State. He's the new, um, well, I guess uh, associate head coach, quarterbacks coach there at uh, Colorado State. But that's who 
Deion Sanders is bringing in to effectively install and run their version of the air raid offense at Jackson State. It is going to be fun around here because not only are they loaded with great players and athletes and play really good defense and <clears throat> were 11 and 2 last year, but you know, they don't start airing it out. Here's the quote when he was hired by Jackson State. Bartoloni said, you can expect us to score a lot of points. <laughs> we're going to be prepared and put it quite simple. We're going to do stuff that the defense doesn't like to do. We're going to play fast. We're going to play super confident, and we're going to attack the defense. And that was the quote uh, back then. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, good to know. I appreciate the heads up on that. And it makes sense um, that it was probably in, you know, a, maybe a film session or exchange of ideas. Who knows? Uh, with Coach Prime and Mike Leach spending a little time with each other yesterday in a photo popping up on Twitter. What do y'all think? Text me. Country please and text line. Uh, let's see here. Um, Ed. What is Ed saying here? Ed's been paying attention to the commercials. Did you read that, Bill? No. All right. Ed says, hey, Matt. Just heard Jake's new commercial for the law firm. Said, and it sounded like he said, if we don't win, you don't get paid. LOL, that can't be right. Got to be a typo. Well, Ed, yeah, I... What it actually says, if we don't win, we don't get paid. But the way he said it, it sounded like you don't get paid. I need to ask him about that because it does kind of sound like he said Does it? Okay. I, see, and I couldn't hear it. You could hear it. it. I couldn't hear it. It should be, if we don't win, we don't get paid. But I'm not <laughs> sure how... I, you know how Jake is. <laughs> well, maybe... To listen to it. Yeah, y'all check that out and see. I to check and, that one out. Yeah. Tell him Ed said... Ed yeah. said... Dot, dot, dot. Hey, uh, you want a story that's kind of out of nowhere? <laughs> Check this out. It makes sense. This story makes sense. You ever watch a football player and you think to yourself, this guy could be a wrestler. This guy may not make it as a ball player, but he could sure be a wrestler. Well, <laughs> check it out. This is a story posted this morning. WWE will begin talent tryouts today, Wednesday, today, March the 30th, for 45 current and former college athletes, including 19 football players, as part of WrestleMania week in Dallas. All right, so 45 current and former college athletes, but 19 of those are football players. Get this. The three-day tryout, it's a three-day tryout for WWE. What do you do? Seriously. And okay, and I I am I can't give you information about this stuff. I can only be entertained by it and ask you questions because I don't understand the whole wrestling thing. I've never studied it. But a but a three-day tryout for WWE, like what do you do? What do you do? Like you run the 40 and <laughs> Do the short shuttle and vertical jump and stuff. I mean, I'm being Back dead. I'm dead serious when I say, what do you do for a wrestling tryout for W? It's not like collegiate Olympic wrestling. This is different. You jump off a top rope, see if you survive it. <laughs> I 
The three-day tryout taking place at Dallas Cowboys headquarters in Frisco, Texas, will include evaluations for performance and promotion, as well as interviews and technical sessions in the ring. The tryout, along with the name, image, and likeness program WWE launched in December, is designed to identify and sign younger athletes for its development program. All 53 participants at this week's tryout, 29 men, 24 women, are 25 years old or younger. I bet they are. Top rope. Eight participants did not compete collegiately but stood out in MMA and CrossFit. Dad, gummit, CrossFit. Do y'all hear that? All these years you've been making fun of CrossFit. What's the joke? You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of mamas and daddies way past their prime. Way past their prime. Out here going to CrossFit have something to do. Way too much time on their hands. What's that song, Bill? Too much time on my hands. Sticks. Doing CrossFit, flipping tractor tires and stuff like that. <laughs> Sweating and going around telling everybody about CrossFit. And I, we've been making fun of them. It turns out it could lead to something. If you're 25 or younger. <laughs> How do you 40-somethings going to CrossFit? <clears throat> Hope it works out. <laughs> but you, WWE is not interested in you. You need to be younger. But I'm telling you, how about this? All right, over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone on line one. Justin, thanks for calling. What's up, Justin? Justin, are you there? Hey, I hear something. I am. Hey, what's up? You got the floor. We're doing great. Go ahead. Hey, I'm talking about this, uh, the new hire, the new official coordinator hire for Jackson State. Yes. What do you know about him? Man, let me tell you something. I'm familiar with Nevada. I'm familiar with the air races. And I like the concept of you're going to play fast. Because now, especially with with you bringing the different dynamics to Jackson State, it's going to be challenging to to other people that's planning to get prepared. But I think it's also, it, it's bringing more, it's bringing more diversity to, to the HBCU as in, we already level in the playing field, but we're showing you now we can add more elements to the outfit. Mm-hmm. It's just like the NFL because the NFL does the air raid too. They do. And so like it's it. a good point that you bring up, Justin, that, you know, the, the NFL offenses, you know, they are just full of air raid concepts, like from a drop back standpoint. And if you notice also, Justin, like Mike Leach's system when he's running this air raid deal at Washington, even at Washington State, they were just about every quarterback they had was getting an NFL shot. You know, they'd all, you know, either a backup or a few snaps or like Minshew started a bunch of games. You look at obviously Lincoln Riley's version of the air raid when he's at Oklahoma, he's producing all these quarterbacks that are getting all these chances at the NFL. And I think it would just make sense for, you know, Deion Sanders to go, number one, we're in the transfer portal era. 
Jackson State's a place where we're going to get guys to transfer in, and we need we need something that's good that's going to give guys a shot at the NFL, but at the same time doesn't take three years to learn it. Well, the air raid is notorious for being able for players to be able to pick it up quickly. You know what I'm saying? Right, and not only that, but guess what? It, it not only makes the offense better, but it makes the defense okay. We face the air raid in practice. Mm-hmm. So now when we see it, when we play in these other schools, we we see it every day in practice so much. Now we're prepared for it. So now our defense has to adjust to the offense. That means our defense has to play fast. Our defense has to know when to rush, when not to rush. It just it, it makes it makes both sides more dangerous now because the defense is prepared for the for the air raid, and our offense is going to throw everybody out by doing it now. Mm-hmm. I I think you're right. I, I do think you're right, and it it makes a lot of sense. And you know, again, too, when you like you said, when you've you've kind of got your defense in place, you know what you're going to be. They're just. I mean, as the years continue to roll on, Jackson State's going to out-athlete people with their defense. You look at what they're putting on that right. side of the ball. So you pair that with an offense that once you get it going, you, you're you're putting up three, four touchdowns a ball game, kind of with one eye closed. You know, and it just makes yep. it makes sense. I and I did, I was not aware of it, uh, and I'm I'm excited to learn about it today. Man, so that's all I want to say. Like I said, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see it because, like I said, I think it's, it's different, and I think it brings a different element. Like if I'm coming to Jackson State and you got this air raid offense, oh, I, I'm going to participate because now my quarterback is going to be on defense, this play, my offense is going to be on defense, and my wide receiver is going to let people know: Can you get out of the break? Can you step away? Can you? Do you know how to? Can you get back to the fundamentals of football? Can you? Can you do all of that? In this, even in a conference, the sweat or any other HBCUs can you still dominate with this area office? And it's gonna put it's gonna put a lot of other teams on us. Okay, I like what's going on in the state. Can we add that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's gonna be fun to watch. And they're in the middle of spring practice right now, aren't they? I mean, I think it's underway. Um, mm-hmm. At Jackson State, so it'd be the first spring under the new offensive coordinator. I really be curious to see how it goes and you know again i go back to the quarterback thing justin you've got shadur sanders there who obviously is super duper talented and and is so young i mean he's still got all his best football in front of him and you let a guy you, you let a guy like that start putting up air raid numbers and it only improves his chances of getting a shot in the nfl i think it makes sense all the way around and not only do you have to respect his passion because guess what? Now the defense has you gonna put other defenses on the head number because now, okay, we gotta we gotta press these receivers, but guess what that means now for Shadur? Mm. If I see a hole, I'm gone, I'm out of there. Yeah. Yeah, and you find out, you know, the teams you're playing, you find out really quickly the ones that have confidence in their their corners to play man versus those that don't have confidence, you know. And the ones that play man, right. like, like you're saying, the ones that do, um, Sometimes you play man and you 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 give up those big runs and escape to the quarterback for sure. Hey, I appreciate the call, Justin. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Y'all can call me and be like Justin. We can all hear your voice on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Number 995-1059. 601 number. 995-1059. Give me a call. That's the Divinity Equipment phone line. 
Yeah, they're having spring practice at Jackson State right now also. Air Raid. How about that? Coach Prime bringing the air raid to the offensive side of the ball at Jackson State. Have some fun, why don't you? That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right, on the wrestling, Jason texted me and he said, several of the best pro wrestlers of the last 30 years are ex-college football players. It's about agility and footwork. Well, it definitely is. I mean, you you've got to be you got to be an athlete, okay, to pull all that off. But then you're an entertainer too. So the Rock played college football at Miami. Goldberg played at uh, Georgia. Who else? Ready Teddy on line one. What's up, Teddy? Thanks for calling. Hey man, I didn't hear all of Justin's call. But I hope I'm not repeating it, but uh. You know, with Coach Prime being up there with Mike Leach, you know, and, you know, in recruiting, you know, it's, I always felt like it's good for the college coaches to have a good relationship with the, you know, the, the high school coaches in the state. Now, with the transfer portal, do you think these coaches may start talking to each other? Like, hey, you know, I got this kid. He's probably not going to play here because we, we got, you know, three studs in front of him and he's wanting to leave. So, you know, you might want to check this kid out. You know, you know I'm just wondering if that kind of networking is going to start happening. It really is an interesting thought. You know, you 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 can't help but but think uh, that some of that probably does go on, Teddy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just natural. If you and I, if you and I know each other and we're acquaintances, and you're coaching at Ole Miss, or I'm coaching at State, or 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 I'm coaching at Jackson State, and you're coaching at Southern Miss. You know, we know each other, and from time to time, you're going to talk and. You, you at the same time are talking to your players and you know you've got one here or one there who's homesick or one who, you know, it's just not – it ain't working out. You know he's got potential. And it'd be best for you and for him if he moved on, you know. And you talk to a coach and say, hey, listen, you don't by chance need a defensive end. Because I got a kid who's – he's a great kid. He's just struggling here, struggling there. You know, and if he played for you, he'd be 30 minutes from his mama. And it might be good for him, good for you. And you're like, sure. Well, how, you know, put him in touch. You know, I, I'm sure that stuff has to happen and and probably will happen more now, I would think. Okay. Well, uh, one, one other thing, Matt. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change personas right now and let you know that, that Double Wide will be defending his uh, <laughs> crawfish eating championship April the 30th at 3 o'clock at the fairground. April 30th, 3 o'clock. At the fairgrounds, and I plan on being there. Yeah, mark that date down. What what time of day will, will it happen? Well, I'm telling everybody an hour early because it's, it's going to be so fast. If you late, if you're late, you'll miss it. So <laughs> I'm gonna say you want to you want to get there about three o'clock because if you, it really starts at four, but if you get there at four o five, I'll be I'll be finished. I don't know if I'll be in first, but I'll be finished. Well, I'll just say this, Teddy. Since we were talking about wrestling, it's a real shame we've never had a wrestler named Double Wide. I mean, we had well, we had the Junkyard Dog and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, but we should have had Double Wide. Well, when I get off the phone, I'm going to send you a text of two pictures how I'm tying Double Wide into pro wrestling. Uh, I want to see it. Send it right away, please. All right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Double Wide will be – he'll put it on display April the 30th, crawfish eating contest at the fairgrounds. The man with two personas. <laughs> he even told us ahead of time. He didn't just switch personas. He said, I'm about to switch personas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
he gave us a uh, a precursor there. He let us know. He's also known as Double Wide. Double Wide. All right. The the most the winningest wrestlers in WWE or is it WWF from the 1980s? Here they are. The 1980s were a boom for pro wrestling, particularly WWE. Let's find out which WWE superstars racked up the most wins of the 80s golden era. At number 10, Tito Santana. At number 9, I am a real American, Hulk Hogan. The rest were most synonymous with WWE during the 1980s. Hulk Hogan is an easy candidate for having among the most wins in the company. He's at number 9. Hulk Hogan at 9? At number 8, oh yeah, Randy Savage. Through the 1980s, many wrestling fans watched as the macho man Randy Savage consistently rivaled Hulk Hogan for the top spot in WWE. At Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. At number seven, Brutus Beefcake. See what I'm saying, Teddy? If you can have Brutus Beefcake. And double wide. Why can't we have double wide? Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> ah, that was great. Not exactly known as being in the top echelon of the 80s performers, it seems strange that he would have this many wins in the decade. At number six, the Junkyard Dog. The Junkyard Dog's popularity is often forgotten, but his charisma and toughness made him incredibly popular with the fans. The Memphis wrestling star captivated fans with his boogie and thump style. What? Who wrote this? All right, when we come back, I'll give you the top five winningest wrestlers of the 1980s just for fun. And by then, maybe we'll have Teddy's pictures. I want to go see Double Wide eat a bunch of crawfish. Does he wear a bib? Man, I hope so. The bibs are for sissy. <laughs> Y'all stick around. Back to the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Yeah, look, it's not every day that pro wrestling comes up here on the show. And the only way it does really is like Matt. Here I am, third person I met. Matt going back to his childhood, you know, in the 80s. <laughs> back when, you know, you're watching Saturday morning cartoons and they'd have a they show you 10 different commercials every three hours to buy these little WWE wrestling action figures. You know? Yeah. Th that's when I came up. When Rowdy Roddy Piper was a really big deal. Okay, I'll give you the rest okay, of the Okay, so I'm holding in my hand a action figure of The Rock that somebody brought to Beaver. Really, it's in the yeah, studio. It's got those flexible arms. Like, try it out. Yeah, Boom. you can pull the Boom. you pull the Boom. arms like way apart, and they still yeah. won't break. You know. <laughs> yeah, somebody brought to him the other day. It's sitting here in the control room now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing with it as a matter of fact, as we're talking about wrestling. For those that might have just, can you smell what the rock is doing? <laughs> Bill is in there, like doing playing GI Joes in the studio. The reason this came up uh, is because there's a story WWE is having tryouts today for 45 current and former athletes, including 19 football players, 25 and younger. All, it says all 53 participants. Well, how many is it? 
It's 53 participants altogether. 45 are current or former college athletes. 19 are football players. 29 men, 24 women. They're all 25 or younger. Enough numbers? Anyway, they're having tryouts in Dallas at Dallas Cowboys headquarters in Frisco, Texas. In addition to the football players, the participant list includes seven basketball players, four women, three men, and athletes from sports such as volleyball, wrestling, track and field, and soccer. WWE scouted college bowl games as well as NCAA championships for track and wrestling and several combine events for its tryout list. Uh, the average age okay, of the wrestling tryout people. The average age of the male participants, 23.4. The average age of the female, 22.8. There you go. Okay, we got names. Look at here. I got names. The football group trying out for WWE includes former starters like TCU offensive lineman Anthony McKinney, Washington State D lineman Dallas Hobbs, Kentucky defensive lineman uh, uh, Abule Abadi Fitzgerald. Did I say it right? San Diego mm-hmm. State offensive lineman Kyle Spaulding. Spaulding. You said that guy's name was Dallas? Well, one of, yeah, Dallas yeah. Hobbs. Ooh, could be the next Diamond Dallas. Samford. This is from Birmingham. Samford defensive lineman Armand Lloyd. Former UCLA and Miami tight end uh, Evidence Noku. The younger brother of Cleveland Browns tight end David Noku is also trying out. Uh, basketball contingent, any there? Uh, you got... Um, Asia Royster from Florida A&M. Ezekiel Bulligan from North Florida. Uh, a few of those. And you get this, that. tall, lanky people? It could be. <laughs> anyway, they're trying out, man. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> they are trying out for WWE it's today like as we speak. They're, <laughs> they're like, yeah. It's like seven-foot guys competing against yeah, the former. lanky arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do at tryouts? Is What, I, what are yeah, they what doing? What do they do? Look, I tell you, they slap people around and, and yell at them and stuff. Okay, so we gave you the – we were looking Not at the top up. ten winningest wrestlers of the 80s. We went through spots 10 through 6. I'll take top five winningest wrestlers in WWE of the 1980s for 500, uh, Alex. <laughs> who were <laughs> – At number five, who was the ultimate warrior? That's right, the oh, ultimate yeah. warrior at number five. Yeah. Uh, let's see the ultimate warriors squash matches are what made him famous being able to withstand his opponent's onslaught of offense before disposing of them quickly with only a few moves Uh, he's the ultimate warrior all right number four pedro morales never heard of it number three ricky steamboat (laughs) yeah (laughs) let me say something else Superfly got to be in here somewhere, right? The names were cooler back then. <laughs> yeah. Junkyard Dog, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hulk Superfly Hogan. Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Superfly. <laughs> you know, and this guy, Ricky Steamboat, <laughs> is one of the most prolific wrestlers to come out of the NWA and WWE in the 1980s. The Iron Sheik. A, a, a perfect example. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was well known for his in-ring prowess, despite not becoming a, ch- a world champion. Jake the Snake. Uh, let's see what else. Number two, Bret Hart. Yep. 
And then number one was a tag team called Demolition. <laughs> They're okay. the winningest. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. You might know them individually. Uh, this is a Demolition. As a team who would hold the record for the longest world tag team championship reign in WWE, which began in 1988. It makes sense that Demolition, capital D, by the way, (laughs) would have amassed many wins. (laughs) You know, Ric Flair was just here in Jackson not long ago. Was he really? Yeah, he was here signing. Some kind of signing or something. Yeah, okay. Ted DiBiase. Ric Flair. Ted DiBiase lives Ma- down here. So. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, was not on the top 10 wins list from the 80s. But don't run up and tell him. You never know. That temper may still flare. You never know about these wrestlers, man. They're bad dudes. Big old muscles. <laughs> I'm just fascinated that we're going to have these four. I never heard of anything like this when I was in college. And no, I would not have been one who tried out for stuff like that. But I had teammates who were being perfect to try out for wrestling. WWE. Anyhow, just thought I'd pass it along. <laughs> Ready, Teddy, look at this. <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, look, and he this man is like a wrestler in that Ready Teddy knows how to promote. He is a promoter. This guy is a promotion machine, okay? Because he calls up a popular radio show, first of all, to promote his appearance and defending his championship on April the 30th. Fairgrounds. I'll be there. Double wide in action to defend Double wide on the belt. On the belt. And then he's now sent me pictures of the belt. Okay, the championship belt, which says double wide on it. All right. He's got a feather boa that he will wear around his neck, apparently. And is that a leather jacket that on the back of it says double wide? wide with a crawfish? It's a big old embroidered leather jacket. It says double wide in white letters and a big red crawfish sewn into the back of it. That is fantastic. That's what it is. It's a robe. It's a robe? Yeah, the feather boa goes with that, I think. This is outstanding. <laughs> hey, Mary Liddy just came in the studio and waved at me. She's home from school early. Hey, Mary Liddy. She, she's uh, out. They let him out for weather oh, stuff. Yeah, there's Rick Flair right there. He, okay, Ready Teddy. With Double Wide. A.K.A. Double Wide posing with Rick Flair. There you go. Getting to meet Double Wide when he was in Jackson. Look at that. Oh, there's Demolition. Somebody just sent a picture of them. Somebody sent me a picture of Demolition? Well, they had a picture on this thing, but I still never heard of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just being yeah, I honest. Remember, I remember them. They, they were all make, make, uh, got makeup and all that kind of stuff. I think the greatest wrestler of all time is Nacho Libre. But, hey, Nacho Libre. Who, who says what's in Hollywood isn't necessarily true? Okay, uh, what time is it? Okay, let's go to the phone line. Uh, line one of the Divini phone, more bully hanging out. What's up, more bully? Woo! <laughs> what's going on? Um, more bully, hey, aka. Uh, 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 f- <laughs> what's your What's your first name? Langston Flair. And did that work? Did I get that? <laughs> yeah, that'll work. <laughs> they call me the Great One. <laughs> oh, I was going to say they call me the Streak. If that was the case, I had all kinds of other questions. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Why didn't we have hey, a wrestler uh, called the Streak? You know, I mean, come on. That would be great. Okay. All right. Hey. uh they don't call me Baron Ready Teddy, man. 
Yes, you hear me? I hear That belt weighs, I mean, it weighs so much. <laughs> it's so heavy. It's so heavy. He had to get that thing made in Pakistan, man. Are you telling the no truth? Lie. I am telling the, <laughs> the solid truth. Sure am, wait a minute, wait a minute. He had the belt made. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I thought somebody gave it. I thought it was what you won if you won the competition. He won and then had it made for himself. He he felt deserving of that's what he needed. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. But all the power to him though. You know? That's fantastic. All the power to him. This yeah, whole thing is great. I need to hear from the challenger. Do you know anybody that's going to challenge him in the crawfish contest? I feel sorry for him. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Surely there's a worthy tell, challenger. He told me and my wife uh, that it's all in the peeling. Like he's a master of the peel. <laughs> and so he can peel them faster. He can eat them faster. <laughs> so you need to come see him. I'm going. I didn't get to see him last year. Hey, if his name, is, if his name is Double Wide, then his... His challenger needs to be named like prefab. Like a, yeah, like exactly. A, like a prefab home. Exactly. That's it. That's it. But yeah, I want to see him eat those crawfish, man. And I'm going to challenge you on uh, two facts that you gave out about wrestling. Because what well, back in the day, man, I was a big fan. You were? Now, you know Jay White. Jay White. He's the wrestling guru now. I didn't know he that. He knows it all. I don't he hang out. I don't but hang I, out in wrestling circles. Hey, will you hang on? The music's going to cut you off. Will you hang on and correct me when we come back from the break? Do you mind? I will. Please yeah. do. Yeah, hang on. It's always a good day when listeners call in to tell me everything I've been wrong about. Uh, but it is entertaining, so I will allow it. <laughs> Coming up next, and we'll wrap things up. Stick around. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who, if he's not talking sports, he's fishing for bass, okay? But he's right here right now. All right, back with you. We're we're going back to the phone to talk to more bully. Uh, Double Wide, a.k.a. Ready Teddy, is going to defend his crawfish title at the fairgrounds on April the 30th. I plan on being there to see it. Um, We need a challenger, a worthy challenger. Since he's double wide, I suggested prefab. Louvier texted the show on the Country Pleasing text line and said, Louvier is up for the crawfish challenge, so we may have Louvier, a.k.a. prefab, and get him a robe and a belt from Pakistan. But that's, you know, we'll find out. More bully. Uh, So what was I wrong about regarding wrestling? Well, I'm not totally sure. I'm just guessing. But I I totally remember that. Uh, Ricky Steamboat was a champion. Okay. Um, well, back right. in the day. Well, let me read you what and it then, said. Let me read you what it said. Okay. okay this is. Ahead. I can't believe we're having this argument. This is awesome. <laughs> and if and if you could see the picture, if you could see the picture that's at the header of this article of Ricky Steamboat, he is wearing like dragon wings on his back. Yep. And has yep. a torch, and he's doing the thing where like you spit out something out of your mouth and it spits fire because you're holding the yeah. torch out in front of it you know i mean this i do that on thursday nights right just once a week 
Uh, but it, yeah. it said, as one of the most prolific wrestlers to come out of the NWA and WWE in the 1980s, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was well known for his in-ring prowess. Despite not becoming a world champion in WWE, he let his in-ring skills show why he was considered hmm. one of the best in the world. I'm just passing along. He said he he would have one run as Intercontinental <laughs> Uh, champion following okay. his famous match against Randy Savage at WrestleMania 3. That must be what you're thinking of. Yeah, I remember that. Well, of course you, know, you do. I, I kind of pictured him with the belt that Ric Flair had made. Um, that The belt he held for so long. He okay. made that belt. Okay. He had a custom made. But mm. I guess I was wrong. And then it's hard for me to believe that Road, Road Warriors weren't above demolition. Well, here's what Jason Somebody. said. Jason and Flagstaff texted and said Demolition was the WWF's cartoon knockoff of the Road Warriors, and then he says they yeah. absolutely sucked. That's what Jason said. They did. The t- <laughs> they, did. they hey, look, they'll, they'll break you in half, but they were awful. I mean, they were big guys, you know. They weren't agile at all. Uh huh. I got you. You know, mm-hmm. not like you. When you play football, you're agile. So. Well, here's the good news and about think, it. The, the thing about it is, you don't really have to be agile if the outcome has already been scripted. More bully. Well, that's true. That's true. And you don't have to be agile when you're getting chased by a lion either. You just got to beat the guy that's behind it. you. He's got to be faster than whoever's number two. Yeah. <laughs> and I think who who makes fun of how big your hands are? Uh, it's it's uh, Beaver. He calls me banana hands. Yeah, Beaver. So I think if you were a wrestler, your finishing move would have to be the claw. The claw. Ain't no question about it. Yes. So once I get my (laughs) hands on you, it's over. And the announcer would be repeating the announcer would be repeating that throughout the match. Once he gets his hands on you, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) You almost did a Jim Ross just right there, man. Oh my goodness. That's so good. That's, you, you missed your calling, I think. You really did. But it's been a fun conversation. You know who made the claw famous? Uh, no. This is showing. This is showing my age too to people. Baron von Raschke. He was supposedly from Poland or Russia or somewhere. <laughs> if it ends in S K I, yeah, he's from over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know that Kamala was from uh, Bahia? Was he really? The Ugandan warrior. I had yeah. heard about that, yes. From Bahalia, Mississippi, <laughs> Ugandan warrior. Yep. And he, he recently lost a leg to diabetes. Mm, that's leg. terrible. Not and that I keep up with wrestling news, but <laughs> let me tell you something. You a lie too, more bully, because you have show, you've proved through this phone call that you are a wrestling fan and have been for a long time. I have been for a long time, but I don't watch it anymore. That a boy. I uh, you know, yeah, I, I have so. I have standards now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. Once you've gone through a life and lived, you know, in the moment with R- Randy, Ricky, the steamboat. I mean, it's all downhill from there. Nothing compares to the steamboat <laughs> with dragon wings spitting fire out there in the middle of the ring. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> Appreciate good it. conversation, man. Yeah, man. Enjoy it. Soon. Yeah, let's <laughs> don't right. do it again. Thanks. <laughs> Except for that little nugget of information <laughs> that Double Wide <clears throat> ordered his 15-pound championship belt from Pakistan mm. or, cool. or Pakistan, as uh, 
President Obama used to yeah, tell. Yeah, Beaver's got a belt here in the control room. You've seen it before, Ed. The one that Beaver's got I have Beaver's seen that. And there. I see the picture you sent me, you guys uh, yeah, posing with Ted, Ted DiBiase and John Vaughn. Ted DiBiase, Beaver. the million-dollar man. Yeah. Tell you what. He came by the station one day and Beaver posed with him. Up. Ted DiBiase is a smooth 6'5", isn't he? Oh, at least. Yeah, he's about as tall as John. Everybody has a price. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody look at Beaver with his Superman shirt on there. Right? Yeah, look at that. That yeah. is fantastic. That Bill, for those listening, Bill sent me a picture, and uh, from right to left, John Bond, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, Beaver, and then who are the others standing there? I'm trying to remember. I'm not. They had something to do with something Ted was doing. Something Ted was doing. So I don't recognize while, him. Yeah. So that's some of his guys. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. Something Any picture fun. with, you know, what would really be funny is if Beaver had this picture like in a frame, but he had pulled a Michael Scott and he had like cut off <laughs> the guys to the left. Yeah. Take to cut them out of the picture. Where right. it's Ted DiBiase in the middle, Beaver on the left, and John Bond on the right. That is a crew <laughs> right there now. <laughs> that is fantastic. Hey, Bill. Uh, the wind is really beginning to pick up here. Yeah, it's not. It's it's blowing here pretty a little bit harder than it was, but we haven't gotten any rain or anything yet. Or all right, let me see. But it is very windy right now. Let me just see what we have latest, because you know, pretty soon our music is going to start. We'll be done for the day, and the next time. And, and for those listening, I will be out tomorrow. We are attending a funeral of a friend, and uh, hopefully, be back with you on Friday. So, yeah, now it's. Um, Parts of Louisiana, well, Louisiana and parts of South Mississippi is where you're starting to see uh, some warnings and different watches. Okay, this is new as of one minute ago. Um, You've got some new tornado watches for parts of South Mississippi. Now, this is south. This would be south of Jackson until 9 p.m. Just to let you know, uh, I think those watches are still standing that, Bill, you talked about at the beginning of the show, Jackson Metro, that area, until 6, other parts of Mississippi, North Mississippi, until 8 p.m., but it's really going to be kind of like all day and all night, uh, pretty much for the entire state of Mississippi. Let's see if we have any others. Right now, Louisiana is still, um, they're really getting it in Louisiana. Um, Lots of tornado watches. They've got several tornado warnings. Southeast. Yeah, they're having wind gusts gusts over seventy five miles an hour. Or whatever. Good night, seventy five. Okay, well, it's going to happen again here. Tornado warnings in uh, parts of southeast Louisiana and South Mississippi as we speak. There is a tornado watch for Amit, Pike, Walthall, and Wilkinson County. So that kind of gives you that area until nine p.m. So that's where it is. We still got a ways to go though uh, before things are going to heat up both literally and figuratively around here uh, with this storm system that's coming through. But, you know, keep your ear to the ground and keep, you know, watching the local experts. And I'll tell you again, if you have access to social media, you get that C Spire phone where you got it charged up. And even if you were to lose Wi-Fi, you got C Spire 5G in parts of the state and the number one network in Mississippi so you can stay connected. Then, like, on Twitter, uh, you could follow... The hashtag, which is sort of the official updated weather happenings in Mississippi hashtag, which is hashtag MSWX, 
MSWX, MS as in Mississippi, WX as in weather. And then the other, uh, for those, if you're listening live in the Jackson area, you've got the um, National Weather Service in Jackson. And that Twitter account is NWS Jackson MS. Um, that's NWS Jackson MS. You'll see the blue check mark. And that's the official Twitter account for National Weather Service in Jackson. And that would be another one that you could uh, follow. Now, in the last few minutes, if you were to look at the National Weather Service in Jackson, what they are putting out is just information of what's going on in parts of Arkansas. You do have uh, tornadoes there. You've got some tornado warnings in parts of Arkansas. That is all a part of this system that's going to make its way into and through Mississippi this afternoon, this evening, and tonight. Uh, about an hour ago, they put a graphic out as well, and I'll pass this along. Um, yeah, in, anywhere in central Mississippi, um, that's where you're going to get your you know, um, most up-to-date information will be the National Weather Service out of Jackson. That's at NWS Jackson MS. They are on Facebook as well, NWS Jackson MS. And so, you know, that an entire band pretty much across uh, central Mississippi. Really from like Highway 82 south all the way down to, you know, like uh, Lawrence County, Lincoln County. Um, so that kind of gives you that area. Up where I am, Bill, in, in the northern part of the state, we kind of get most of our most up-to-date, accurate stuff coming from Memphis, the National Weather Service in Memphis. If you happen to be listening, maybe you're streaming and you're in the northern part of the state, that's on Twitter. They are at NWS Memphis. It's just at NWS Memphis. Uh, down the coast, if you listen there, you're maybe, you know, South Mississippi getting over into parts of that northeast Louisiana there area. Um, you can pick up the National Weather Service out of New Orleans. It's at NWS New Orleans on Twitter and there all of those are on Facebook as well so be weather aware get them charged up maybe put a little gas if you can in that generator just in case so I hope we get through it without having stuff to worry about but you just never know okay so y'all hunker down and be safe for Bill and everybody here at the show in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio I'm Matt I will be back with you on Friday see you then see ya